I suppose that you feel now that you are a princess again. I try not to be anything else, she answered in a low voice. Even when I was the coldest and hungriest, I tried not to be a little princess, Frances Hodgson Burnett. Greetings. Salutations. I'm Frances. And I'm Jordan. Welcome to the Podcast Diaries, a podcast where two friends dive deep into the world of nostalgia by rereading the Princess Diaries book series by Meg Cabot. Okay, today is Sunday, March 28th. Yep. Uh, we are both bursting at the seams Ugh. to talk about this book. We are. Very exciting. Very um, excited. I forgot until this morning to do my my pop culture, my what happened in the year 2007. I have five, so I'll I read have them. none. Okay, that's fine. I re- so literally sorry. remembered 30 minutes before we started recording. Okay, so today we're going to be starting the book Princess on the Brink, which is volume eight. Big book. Big news. Terms Huge. of plot. It is just, it is just thick with plot. Um, <laughs> So we're going to read the beginning through the section Wednesday, September 8th, chemistry. So we stopped at Wednesday, September 8th, pre-calc. But, okay, this book was published in the year 2007. And we have a lot to talk about, so I'm just going to quickly get everyone into the mindset of what was going on in 2007. The Departed won Best Picture. Um, I believe, was that Scorsese's first? Scorsese, yes. First uh, Best Picture or Best mm-hmm. Director award uh paris hilton went to jail for something like a dui or something for like yeah wasn't she only there for like a weekend i think it was like 15 minutes (laughs) or so (laughs) i don't remember um also kind of topical because this documentary about britney spears came out but 2007 was the year that she shaved her head yes um 2007 was also the year of the writers guild strike Mm. so the year we like didn't have a bunch of tv also, my last fun fact, the Deathly Hallows book came out in 2007, oh, our last HP novel. Um, and, you know, everybody was at Barnes & Noble at midnight to like I gobble up their copy. I didn't do that. I don't I, I don't know. I was just I've always been such a high maintenance bitch about sleep. But like the second I'm tired, I'm like, no, <laughs> that's really funny. Um, I um, have my um, I have my wristband and everything from that oh, still in the book. I'll send you a pic. Um, yeah. Do you guys, did y'all go to the midnight premieres or midnight releases? I went to the midnight movie premieres a couple of times. I was working but that was when at I was the movie older. theater when that right. release. Yeah. Good yeah. times. Which was fun because that means I got to see, because you have to watch the movie beforehand to make sure there's nothing fucked up about it. I mean, oh, that's cool. like nothing wrong with the real, not fucked right. up in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> not um, plot-wise. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was really exciting because I got to watch it like 12 hours before it came out, before the premiere. That the is very premiere, exciting. Um, which was really, really fun. Uh, I mean, they're not great movies, but... <laughs> but they, they, are, it they live exciting. in a special place in our hearts. Absolutely. Um, St- 2007, that was when Stephen graduated high school. There's a fun wow. fact that's really only so relevant old. to myself. <laughs> we were, that was when we finished ninth grade. Yes. So mm-hmm. fun. Um, all right. This, we've got so much to discuss. We should we, should about. we dive in? We should dive right in. All um, right. I'm yeah. going to, I'm going to give my synopsis. Here we go. Please do. Tina thinks that Lily and JP did it over the summer. The plaza is being renovated, forcing Grand Mare into subpar conditions at other five-star hotels throughout the city. 
Lily asked Mia to run for student body president and step down so she can be president like they had planned last year. And Mia agrees on the condition that Lily tell her if she and JP did it over the summer. After not seeing each other for the entire summer while Mia was in Genovia, Michael tells her at their reunion that he's going to be moving to Japan for a year or more to build a prototype of a robotic surgical arm. Mia is positively distraught, but Michael says he needs to prove himself and it's a wonderful opportunity. Mia tries to be supportive, but is ultimately struggling to accept it. Mm. Oof, so much to unpack. Um, a lot to talk about. A lot to talk about. And I think primarily something that's important here is my the central theme I've pulled is that it's important to love yourself in order to love someone else wholly. Absolutely. And that is a big thing that Michael is struggling with because we'll talk about it, but you know, Michael really feels like he needs to prove himself in order for the public and Mia's family and Genovia and whoever to like deem him worthy to date Mia. And yeah. I think that's quite noble. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But we'll, we'll yeah. get into it. Yes, we'll get into it. The book opens with Mia's writing a screenplay based yes. on her life i guess mm-hmm. um loosely ish um and it's it's there's like excerpts of this screenplay she's writing throughout the book and they gradually unravel <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but it starts out with just like her dad telling her at the plaza that she is um she's a princess so do we consider mia a reliable narrator no okay because i was she's being very <laughs> um uh well okay truthful to what she has already written Mm -hmm. within her diary Mm -hmm. so she's kind of writing it word for word of like what she really believes is right so she used her diary as source material clearly (laughs) which I really like that she's like that she actually has like a a, like primary source material Mm -hmm. that she is using to write this uh screenplay um but yeah it's like no, I don't think she's reliable. I mean, I feel like we've talked about that a good bit, about how she she clearly, you know, writes her feelings, mm-hmm. but her feelings aren't always to be trusted. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and so it starts out, she has this, like, creative, she's pissed that she's an intro to creative writing um, instead of, like, intermediate with Miss Martinez, yeah. who she already hates. And there was her first assignment was describe a room and she writes this like really lavish description of like a dungeon mm-hmm. and then miss martinez gives her a c and is like i meant describe a room you know well but it's like did you specify that because if not then it's a really I... interesting creative piece um it doesn't say whether or not no, it the, doesn't like the assignment was describe a, a room you know well I... I think I will say that it's probably, she probably said describe a room that you're in purely because mm, later on mm-hmm. you have an assignment of describe, look out your window, describe what you see or whatever, mm-hmm. something like that. Right. So I think she's trying very much to like, be like, we need to get into like descriptions and like see, or like write what mm-hmm. you see and write where you are and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it's good to be creative, Mia. Like it's good. Right. But that's not the foundation. To, but that's not the point. Right. <laughs> you have to have the foundation. It was very creative. I'll give her that. Mm-hmm. Um, and also in this little excerpt, we find out that she has written smutty Battlestar Galactica fanfic. <laughs> yeah. Delightful. Who doesn't want to read that? 
Also, at the beginning of this book, we find out Mia's gotten a pretty aggressive haircut. She and Rocky and her mom went to, like, get Rocky's haircut, and he, like, had a meltdown, and so she let the barber, like, cut her hair so he would see <laughs> that it wasn't scary, I guess. Which and is very nice of her to do. It's very sweet, but I'm gonna, it gets brought up a lot, and I'm gonna quickly read a list of what everyone compares her hair to. Tina says Audrey Hepburn and Roman Holiday, Lana, Peter Pan, JP, Kira Knightley and Domino, Kenny, Anakin Skywalker, Grammaire, a cotton swab, Helen, G.I. Jane, and Michael, Natalie Portman, and V for Vendetta. These analogies are very inconsistent. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> G.I. Jane literally buzzes her hair off. Like, there's no more hair. But then, you know, Peter Pan and Anakin Skywalker have, like, a cute little boy haircut. Yeah. And then at one point, she says she feels spikes and it's shorter than Michael's. It's really not clear what her hair looks like. Except for it's yeah. very short, I guess. Yeah. Um, I feel like I like it. I like yeah. that she made a bold choice. Me too. Uh, and she kind of stands by it. Yeah. Like, which is weird because everybody is like hypercritical. Everybody keeps talking about it. And she's like, I like yeah. it. I wonder if this too is like a thing where so my friend Brenna um, has cut her hair very short, like done like a side shave and done like nice. a... a really short like like a domino harvey Mm -hmm. type haircut um and she has had a lot of like especially super sexist men in our lovely industry that we work in be like well girls shouldn't have short hair blah 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 blah. so i Mm -hmm. wonder if it's more like any i wonder if people are just being shitty because they're like well girls shouldn't have short hair yeah like how do you know they're a girl you know (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean I like that Mia stands by it. And I was oh, like, yeah, I, love I like it. it. Yeah. Um, and she says, like, it's convenient, which, I mean, yeah. you do you. I love that. The haircut, not super significant, but it was interesting how many different uh, conflicting analogies we got about it. Michael tells Mia he has something very important to talk to her about. And Mia thinks that it's he's getting an apartment, uh, which would be cool. Mm-hmm. But spoiler alert, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we also find out that the doctors Moscovitz are dating each other. So that's cute. Yes, like, I love that. <laughs> I don't know why. Know, I think it's so great. I'm just it's like, adorable. Yes. And I mean, we love, you know, a couple working on their relationship. Oh, absolutely. That's wonderful. Um, okay, so first day of school, we're back at school. Lily's dyed her hair blonde because JP likes blondes. Mm-hmm again this is more what we're seeing of lily like changing herself for jp or like molding into jp's ideals like it's what's so strange to me mm-hmm. like i mean just for what we've been built up for for lily to be i don't know mm-hmm. it's just so weird and it makes me feel really bad for her especially yeah. for what may or may not be happening mm-hmm. uh later on in this book mm-hmm. possibly i don't know uh yeah yeah but I it's really funny the way that they approach it though is they're passing notes back and forth and Tina says um she says JP prefers blondes I don't know I never thought Lily would be someone who'd change how she looks for a guy JP JP must be total sexual dynamo (laughs) and Mm. Mia goes Tina they haven't done it and capitals goes, right yeah <laughs> done it. and Mia I mean not Mia Tina says oh 
I just assumed. And I feel like there's a lot to fucking unpack in that statement. Mm -hmm. It's so fucking high school. It's so like ridiculous. Like they're talking about their friend and they're not necessarily saying anything bad. Like, I think that's a very normal part of childhood or teenagehood to be like, huh, this is just not who the type of person I thought this person was. And like, this is so strange to me. And then like, also they're probably, they're having sex. Like they've looked at each other, they're holding hands. Clearly they've had sex. And it's just like the constant talking about who's done it, who hasn't done it, blah, blah, blah. And like such a thing. Oh my God. Yeah. And I find it so I find it weird that Tina is the one that is talking about it like this I don't know why it just feels weird yeah. to me that she's like it's yeah, not she, in a romantic she, way she respects people's boundaries I feel like Tina mm-hmm. does and this does seem a bit bold for her to assert I and I feel like I can get understand it because it is her boyfriend's ex and like Mm-hmm. You know, true word and like maybe she does sort of kind of not like her which I can kind of get like it's not I mean they're teenagers there's you know? a lot of reasons to not like Lily <laughs> <laughs> yes there's a lot of reasons to not like Lily mm-hmm. but for a very basic teenager fact of like this is my boyfriend's ex-girlfriend right I'm gonna kind of talk shit about her but like in a gentle way because I don't want to be seen as a bitch <laughs> right um so Tina thinks they've done it and Mia's like, nah, but then Mia decides to go ask her about it in the jet line and not the place in all caps. I have written Lily touched Boris's peepee. <laughs> Indeed she did. Indeed <laughs> she, did. she did. This is what I've been saying for books and books and books about how Lily has said like she only made out with him and she got, but she got to second base with Jang Boo. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is you know sort of meg queen meg rewriting history to like suit the plot or if lily was lying or what but lily and boris got to third base under the pants third base my goodness Uh, (laughs) i fully when i read this because i did not remember this at all i didn't remember this even a little bit and i fully like put i was like (gasps) oh my god oh my god God, she touched it because it literally says she touched Boris's. She touched Boris's. What? And I don't know. I feel like I can. I yeah. That's a question of like. I wonder if Meg had wanted to like create a different narrative and blah 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 blah. Like not necessarily Lily lying, but I can understand why Lily would want to keep to keep that private. Yes, I agree. Um, I think that you know if you don't want to share it don't share it like yeah. Mia seems to feel like she's entitled to this information which she is not oh yeah um this is where we get I think our line about here it is yeah Mia's like Lily's like well what the fuck do you want to know about it and Mia's like well what did it what did it feel like and Lily says skin <laughs> and, and Mia says in Tina's romance novels they always say it feels like molten satin over a steel rod of desire <laughs> that i hate it it's the grossest thing ever but we're definitely naming our episode that absolutely um and then lily says yeah that too (laughs) (laughs) that's Um, really funny mm -hmm. i i really wonder like i mean i don't know if we ever get a full description of like what it was that went down with the Mm -mm. the touching i wonder truly if it was just like a like i just want to (laughs) know like if she was just like i wonder what this feels like Boris holds still. 
probably she was probably um, like i'm gonna do an experiment yeah um, exactly yeah vom um <laughs> but mia's mia's skeptical that that lily and jp did it because as we find out jp has not said i love you he doesn't even refer to lily as his girlfriend which is terrible red flags are he calls her moscovitz and uh, okay on page 11 the she's talking about oh mia's talking about how fucking wonderful jp is Mm -hmm. and um she she says that Keira knightley is his dream girl he's the only guy i know sat through pride and prejudice but he said it was because he admired a tall skinny blonde which is weird because Keira wasn't even blonde in that movie (laughs) i hate this so much Mm -hmm. like obviously like jp's referring to mia he's obviously being kind of shady and Mia doesn't pick up on it. She either does chooses not to or is stupid. Um, yeah. Anyway. Um, oh, sorry. I sort of skipped something. At the lunch, at the lunch discussion about Lily touching Boris's pee-pee, um, Lily's really rude about like, why would I tell you you have such a big mouth? Oh um, yeah. Which kind of nasty. Does that track? I mean, I no, I don't that... think, and Mia says, like, I faithfully kept all of her secrets. Yeah, um, I don't think that tracks at all. I think, I mean, like, Lily, she's just it like, could have been a moment where Lily had, like, a moment of maturity and was like, listen, it's something that happened, and I, like, wanted to talk about it with myself only, and that's what it was. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. like, I, I really don't owe you an explanation but blah blah blah. and then but instead she chooses to be very lily about it and be like well i'm not telling you like why would would i ever tell you why would i tell my best friend something like blah 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 blah. so rude (laughs) such a b um there's also another mention of her tormenting norman Mm -hmm. um also this is just kind of an interesting sidebar ling su and perrin exchange looks about Mm -hmm. me's haircut just file that away um so okay we talked about jp and the kira knightley thing i kind of jumped around to my bed um aehs has eight periods per day plus lunch which seems like very short classes uh and then lily also wanted to add <laughs> add a period for a mandatory latin class <laughs> Shut up, oh, she's so special she's Shut so up. special <laughs> maybe they do they do like AD so there's just kind of this no they have eight periods a day is what she says and they don't know that's weird that's insane but i mean if you you know if you note what classes she's in in her journal entries there are literally just a ton of classes a day i wonder well how many classes we had like seven periods that i did it was only like 40 or 45 minute classes um anyway just something to note seems like a hefty schedule it does Um, indeed kenny is in her science class again and he asks Mia to be his lab partner, and JP asks her too. And Mia's like, "Why don't we all three be lab partners?" Because mm-hmm. I guess that's allowed. Um, why not? <laughs> that was really funny. And but what's his face? Uh, Kenny's Kenny's got a lot of a lot of fucking attitude for someone who can't grow a mustache. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like Kenny. Uh, Kenny is a special a special gentleman. Yeah, he he feels like it. Just seems like he feels like he's owed something like he yeah. feels like he's owed mia's time and attention so which i don't tricky. like no I, it's annoying yeah he's annoying boo <laughs> yeah fuck you kenny, um, fuck you, kenny. <laughs> 
So Lily wants Mia to run for president again. Mia like kind of is like whatever. And she's running unopposed. Yeah. <laughs> so not a problem. Lily just wants Mia to step down again. Like she was supposed to last year. Right. And Mia's kind of like, uh, okay, whatever. Um, so there's kind of a lot of setup here at the beginning, like first day of school, like JP and Lily maybe did it, but JP's obviously not very interested in Lily mm-hmm. um, and is like kind of pseudo flirting with Mia. Um, Which like, anyway, no one seems to be picking up on, including Mia. Well, we don't know that. I mean, Mia might not be picking up on the fact that other people are picking up on it. That's you very know what I true. Because mean? very as true. said, unreliable narrator. That's very true. Um, very true. But we'll see. Hmm? We shall there. see. The plaza is being renovated. <laughs> I love this. Mm. I love this plot point. It's, it's so, so funny. So Grammaire is like bebopping to other royal suites across the city, and of course, nothing is suitable. She starts out at the W uh, and like flips out about the fact that room has daisies. Um, She's like, "Have you ever had a princess stay in this hotel before?" And he's like, actually, the prin- the the concierge or whatever is like, actually, mm-hmm. the princess of Thailand was here just last week before settling into her dorm room at NYU. And she goes, <laughs> Grand Mary goes, Thailand? Have you any idea how many princesses of Thailand there are? <laughs> <laughs> and Mia says like, ooh, wrong answer. Thanks for playing. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like not helping the guy out at all. She just sits there and observes while this yeah. guy gets like slowly beaten to death with words yes um so that goes poorly this is when grandma tells her she looks like a cotton swab but like Mm -hmm. mia's really cool about her haircut even though everybody's hated on it um anywho so hotel number one thumbs down that night she was in the w the w the w first which is a very nice hotel by the Uh, way yes she only goes to like the fanciest most expensive hotels that evening, Mia finally gets to see Michael after all summer they haven't seen each other. Michael has been working on a science project, building a robotic arm for surgery. <laughs> it we'll talk so, about it more. Yeah, it feels so <laughs> funny to call it a science project, considering like yeah. we're about to find out what it is, obviously. Or well, you've already right. said what it is, but like it's funny. That she like, doesn't oh, really been know. working on something. Mm-hmm. Some she at first she calls it an engineering <laughs> project, I think. Um, I mean, who even knows? Science people and not science people are like robotics engineering mm-hmm. is that something like that <laughs> something that like that and michael gets to the loft and she before mia sees him she hears michael interacting interacting with rocky and is like oh, you'd be such a good dad um. <laughs> i mean yeah like honestly though like i can't pretend like i haven't i hadn't heard like a 15 year old say some bullshit like that and been oh, like for sure are you talking about your child yeah just Shut because up. someone's nice to a toddler for two minutes doesn't mean they'd make a good dad um, yeah. not that i don't think i'm sure michael would make a wonderful father i'm sure um and then she panics she kind of panics when she sees michael and realizes that her hair is shorter than his um, <laughs> but i think she moves on from that quickly here we go yeah this is the meat michael is moving to japan for a year or more build a working model of this robotic surgical arm so basically and i don't know how realistic this is i have done zero research on it but basically michael has invented this thing that can do closed chest open heart surgery yeah which is like the thing in 
the robotic surgical field. And very important, obviously, because it's less mm. traumatic on yes. someone's body and blah, blah, blah. So it is, I mean, I, yeah, I, uh, I think this is where we have to suspend disbelief. Yeah. In this moment. I mean, Not we know that, he's like, very smart. Exactly. Like, we know he's very smart. We mm-hmm. know he's a smart guy. He built her a fucking Segway out right. of, like, parts or whatever. Like, but yeah, I think, uh, I don't know. I think this is a, yeah, suspension. Of yeah, it's moment. one of those things. It's, it's like, unlikely, lot. but like, maybe. <laughs> yeah. This goes unsurprisingly. This does not is not well received. <laughs> not well received. I'm surprised that she didn't. Does she? She doesn't immediately start crying. No, she doesn't start crying She's until like in like later when they're walking home. Yeah. yeah, but she does react. She says, "Like this is what pissed me pisses me <laughs> off." This this whole scene. She's like, "I wanted to be supportive, but I just couldn't stop the words coming out of my mouth." And she's like. Is it because of something I did or didn't do? Um, And I was just like boiling at this because she, and especially later in this book, excuses her poor behavior by being like, I just couldn't help myself. Yeah. And it, it really makes me mad here. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is unacceptable, but it is also one of those things that, I can I can understand where she's coming from where because it's a very shocking bit of information and you're like what is the why would you agree to do this Mm -hmm. like and it's hard as a 15 year old I guess she's is she 16 yet she's just 16 she's 16 sorry um as a 16 year old it's hard to not be like is this my fault is this something I did yeah I get like, it but why it... would you be willing to leave me for mm-hmm. a year like that's yeah. traumatic that's very it gets, traumatic it gets worse though like okay she asks if is it because of something I did or didn't do? And he says, no, of course not, Mia. Don't you see? This is such an incredible opportunity. This company is our, already has mechanical engineers working on drafts of my design. My design, something I made, which could change the course of modern surgery as we know it. Of course, I have to be there. She sort of starts to be like, okay, like, I'll come back for holidays. Like, it might be fine. Like, she tries to kind of rationalize and calm down. But then he's like, no, there's no breaks. I'm not yeah. coming back for a year. And she... there's a terrible quote why here's what Mia writes why would any guy who loves his girlfriend as much as Michael claims to love me want to be apart from her for a year yeah can't step outside what it means to her yeah like she can't do it yeah and it makes me mad (laughs) yeah yes yeah she's being an idiot and Yes. she's being a 16 year old she's being mm-hmm. a 16 year old who doesn't realize that like this is a like he this is not about you Mia like sorry this time it's not about you it's it's about her in a very positive way it's because he yes, says yeah. like I'm doing this to prove to everyone that I I'm worthy of you and he says at some point it might be a little bit later but he says you know, like, I know all this shit I have to do as a consort, like, walk two steps behind you and, you know, wait for you to lift your fork and not interrupt you, and I need to accomplish something first before I, like, commit to that. Mm -hmm. Super respectable. Yeah, absolutely. She doesn't care. (laughs) Yeah, and I do like that this is, like, now kind of our second time really getting a glimpse into Mia's 
other life as a princess outside mm-hmm. of her schoolwork, which is, you know, apparently there are polls and like us magazine or whatever where like right. who should me be dating and it's like everyone thinks 90 percent of people apparently. say yeah exactly right everyone's saying James Franco <laughs> and it is that it's kind of nice to see Michael um not, on a more human level because like normally he is our voice of reason mm-hmm. normally he's our voice of like Mia you need to chill chill out for a yes. second like relax uh there's other stuff happening in the world and it's kind of nice to see it's not nice to see him insecure but it is nice to see like oh okay so this is how her world is affecting those around her mm-hmm. okay it's good to know I don't know it's it's just it's it feels like Meg is really like rounding out this world and like giving yeah. us a view of every everyone's perspective of it. And I I completely agree. I think that's a good point. And on page 46, Mia says, and yes, I understand that his robotic arm thingy could save thousands of lives, but what about my life? <laughs> that sums it up. And it's an idiot. I think, <laughs> I'm sorry. She's like- so mad. But this is where we see Michael's an adult now. He's 19, yeah. 20 years old, and he is doing something with his life. Mm-hmm. He is still a kid. She's still in high school. She just cares about her boyfriend. Like, and that is just very clear. Yeah. Um, again, with the, the bullshit stuff of, I know I shouldn't have said this, but I couldn't help myself. And she's like, well, what about us? And he's like, that's why I'm doing this. Like, yeah, like fine. what I just said. <laughs> but then he's like, honestly, it'll be a little easier to be away from you. I'm tired of taking so many cold showers. <laughs> I love this. And she goes, it's, so Since it's clear from this that my boyfriend is a sex maniac. Yeah. <laughs> like, bro, he just like wants to have sex. Like, it's fine. Relax. Yeah. And thus far, they've only been to second base. Clearly. Yeah. Which is. Uh, wow. So he's 20 years old. And is only going to second base with his girlfriend. And I feel like, is he, I feel like it's an under the shirt, over the bra situation. Probably. It's probably no skin on skin Mm -mm. contact. But we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Um, This is all conjecture. It it does (laughs) seem in this moment, I think, that Mia was like starting to warm up to the idea of more physical intimacy. Yeah. Um, I mean... Yeah, like, yes. And I, well, okay. So I really like, she says, Mia says about sex, about having the idea of sex. And what about birth control? And what about the fact that once you do it, that's all you want to do when you get together? I mean, goodbye, Star Wars movie marathons. Hello, edible body pain. (laughs) (laughs) Which obviously this is Mia being a little extreme, but I can, I can get what she's saying. Like it is, as a 16 it changes a relationship yeah it changes a relationship significantly and especially as a 16 year old like that's scary and like obviously that's not entirely true like Mm -hmm. as relationships go like you do have like lust for a person and there is that phase where like Mm -hmm. all you want to do is it it big it um (laughs) (laughs) but like that's kind of the part of it is like it it brings you closer to someone and if you love Mm -hmm. them as they very clearly do it really just brings you closer and like Mm -hmm. you now have a different level of love and respect and appreciation for this person and yeah she still hasn't quite gotten to that level of maturity she's gotten to the level of maturity where she's like oh maybe I want to do this Mm -hmm. maybe I want to do this but it's going to change everything 
And I'd like to quickly note that don't worry, we are going to dive into the purity culture discussion, but probably in the next episode. Yes, absolutely. Um, so don't worry, it's coming. <laughs> um, Fear not. But they're walking home and she starts, she loses it at the park. She starts mm-hmm. crying a bunch. And Michael's trying to, Michael kind of thinks it's funny and he, <laughs> which is weird, but yeah. I mean, whatever. He, he tells her like, it's a good thing. This is a good thing for me and for us and she's like but my opinion's the only one that should matter and it's so annoying um and she says what if michael wants to leave her for a geisha girl who loves sex with him whenever he wants and michael's like that doesn't sound so bad like read the room guys don't (laughs) make the fuck up michael (laughs) not helping (laughs) no and also sidebar like honestly he could have sex with whoever he wants in japan she'd never know she'd never find yeah. out like i mean i kind of hope he doesn't do that if that's not something they've agreed is okay right um but how would she know yeah how, who's gonna know okay yeah i don't i yeah i think i mean i'm gonna talk about this later personally me personally because i'm an awful person mm-hmm. i just <laughs> am and <laughs> thank you for agreeing so quickly oh yes Um, (laughs) (laughs) I personally think they should have just broken up yeah I I think he should have said here's the deal I'm leaving for a year and I think we should break up for a year and I think like you should be free to do what you want and I'm gonna be free to do what I want and um obviously we've been friends for a very long time so we should communicate and when I get back in a year I would love to see you and we should discuss what we want to do and I think Mia, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry, no, I, I think Mia would have been devastated. Oh, for sure. <laughs> but I think she would have come to realize that that was like the easiest, most simple solution because I don't think it's very nice of Michael to say, I don't think it's nice of Michael to ask her to stay with him for a yeah. year. Personally, it, that's just me. I don't know. It's a big ask for sure. And But it doesn't seem like he wants to break up. uh, No, he doesn't. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. It's a big ask to ask someone to stay with you when you're moving. But I mean, he is doing it for her. Yeah, I mean, I get that. No, I don't think it makes you a terrible person. I think it makes you a realistic person. Thanks. (laughs) Yeah. Well, just because like, it's not like they're married and like. Right. She's 16. He's 20 and not having sex with his girlfriend. Exactly. I mean. Yeah, no, I I agree. I think that they, it should be like a let's take some time mm-hmm. apart for us to mature and like see where we are in a year. Yeah. I would like to quickly note that um, on page 55, it negates what we said about over the bra. Um, oh, sorry. I let Michael walk me home and I even held his hand the whole way. And at the door to the loft, I let him kiss me while Lars politely pretended to need to tie his shoe at the bottom of the stairs, which was good because there was some under the bra action going on. So number one, under the bra. Number two, how long was he tying his shoe for if they were able, or was it just like a quick, like, boop? I know, right? Yeah, like it was just like a quick grab. But also like they're in the Wild. middle of a staircase. Who could like Ronnie could walk in on them. Helen, yeah. Mr. G could walk out and like see everything. Mm-hmm. It was just weird. I was like, okay. Um, it was very weird. Sure. I read it and it was just striking. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird. I don't care for it. No, it's gross. Um, also, there's a very dramatic Mia Princess, yeah, right, screenplay entry. <laughs> yes. 
um, which is, we'll see, they get more and more dramatic. So the next day, Mia goes to pick up Lily for school, and Lily is, like, not thrilled about the Japan thing, which surprises me. I don't know why. She's, like, just because she's a bitch? <laughs> I feel <laughs> but like, she, yeah, I wonder if it's, like, purely just because she's a bitch, or if because of her parents, like, fucking separating and then deciding to date again. Maybe. It's, like, there's a lot of shit going on. But I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. I don't, I don't know. And, and Lily says like, are you really going to be reasonable about this to Mia, which is mean. Um, But also Lily, I mean, she's not wrong, but it's still not a very nice thing to say. Um, And then she says, if bet if you threw a big enough fit, he wouldn't go, which (laughs) shut up. That's not helpful. That's helping no one. And like, why would you ever want to not support almost said husband, your brother? Yeah. Like, what are you doing? That's awful. Like, this is an it's, insane, amazing opportunity. Like, why yes, would you ever want it to be taken away from him? That's why it's weird to me that she's not more supportive of it. Because she's very, she's intelligent. Maybe not socially, but, like, academically mm-hmm. and scientifically. And she has the capacity to understand what a big deal this is. Yeah. Maybe she's jealous. I don't know. I, bet, I would um, be willing to bet that she's a little green. Probably. The, there's another uh, Ms. Martinez hypercritical of Mia's writing where she writes a very sad scene outside her window. I would like um, to put a pin in this. Okay. Not for Princess Diaries, oh. but later on, when we may or may not be doing a season two of this, uh, stay tuned. Put a pin in this. Okay. <laughs> I'm excited to hear what so Mia writes about like a sad girl on a swing set and Miss Martinez is this is making me start to think that Miss Martinez is like a little bit a little bit hypercritical of Mia in particular because she Mm -hmm. goes way deep about like I happen to know your neighborhood has no parks or swing sets yeah which is weird yeah it makes me feel like (laughs) Miss Martinez is stalking it feels like if this wasn't a book that I knew I would be like oh my god Miss Martinez is definitely stalking her yeah this is about to get really dark Mm-hmm. Like, and she literally failed her. Like, mm-hmm. was that necessary? <laughs> no. I don't know. Mia tells Tina about what happened with Michael. Michael's moving to Japan for a year or more. And she's very convinced that her parents wouldn't let her go to Japan to visit Michael. And I don't, I feel like they might. Like, she has yeah. a bodyguard all the time and access to a jet. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. It wouldn't shock me, but she doesn't, she certainly doesn't ask. You yeah, I, they won't. I would think that they would absolutely do that, especially because didn't we just talk about her trying on? Oh no, it was her trying on a sari, not a um, kimono. But still, right. I would imagine that she has had some etiquette le- lessons about Japan, and like there is mm-hmm. a royal family there. Apparently, right. I think right according to Tina, yeah, isn't she, like friends with the yeah, she's like of friends Japan? with one of them or something. Yeah. I don't know. She just, you know, she's her own worst enemy. Yeah. Um, Mia tells Tina what Michael said about it's easier to get away from me because we're not having sex. And Tina thinks it's like so romantic. <sighs> yeah. Um, like, which is like, yeah. I don't know. It's kind of icky. I don't think it's romantic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and Tina says it? he's like Aragorn, yes, I which say. I love. Which is hilarious. Which, I mean, sure. Yeah, sure. If we want to say that. I mean, I guess he's a little broody. Know. Aragorn is um 
the king who returns in the third Lord of the Rings movie, Return of the King. Uh, no spoilers. Sorry if you haven't seen those movies. Um, Aragorn has to prove himself. 70 years old. <laughs> yeah. Aragorn has to prove himself in order to be worthy of the elf king's daughter, Arwen. Um, and he does. Indeed. The uh, beautiful movie series. Beautiful books. Read them, watch them, whatever. Oh, yeah, um, definitely. At the lunch table... Boris says Mia should dump Michael, <laughs> which is kind of what you were saying. Yeah. Um, but he's very, he, he's pretty harsh about it. Very blunt. Yeah. Um, and he's like, long distance relationships never work. And he tells this whole like narrative of people in like, different orchestras. Yes. They always end up cheating with a clarinetist. Um, <laughs> which I'd never heard that before. That word, like I've never heard clarinetist before. And I was like, oh, okay. I guess clarinetist or sluts. Um, <laughs> yeah, clearly. Apparently. If you play the clarinet, are you a slut? Let yeah, us let know. us know. <laughs> also, would you mind playing some clarinet for us and sending it to us? Because oh, I would love that. Would love to hear. Oh, that. we could use it as our new intro music. Oh hell yeah! That's a little clarinet tune. Yeah. Um, make it so sexy. Classy. Make um, it sexy. Yes. <laughs> Get those slut vibes out. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I don't disagree with what Boris is saying. Um, mm-hmm. but I also think that the way he says it isn't very kind. And mm-hmm. he does he like kind of look over at uh Lily for a minute yeah. when he says that. Yeah, um, and but Lily also like engages and is like, well, Michael, Michael wouldn't do that. Like Michael wouldn't cheat on Mia. And Boris is basically like, I just don't think Mike Mia's the type of girl who wants to wait around. Yeah. Which and is interesting. Yeah, Lily says too, which I don't hate it, but I don't 100% agree with it. She says, I'm merely stating a fact. Mia, fact. Mia is only 16 years old and they aren't married. Michael shouldn't think that he can just go off to a foreign country and that she's going to wait for him. It isn't fair to her. She should be allowed to move on with her life, date other people and have fun, not sit in her room every Saturday night for a year until he gets back. Which mm-hmm. makes me laugh that they keep on acting like she's a fucking spinster sitting. Like, why would she be <laughs> yeah. alone in her room on a Saturday night? Like, you're allowed to go out yeah, <laughs> if you have a boyfriend that isn't there. Yes. But it is like, I mean, obviously they're 16, they're being stupid, but it is, um, it's interesting. It's interesting who it is that are it saying is. That they should break up. Yeah. And Tina's like, Boris. Yeah. Um, and JP is staring at Mia during this whole conversation and she looks over at him and he kind of like shrugs it off like, goofy Boris, what are you going to do? Yeah. But anyway, it's interesting that Boris is like, I don't think, yes, (laughs) (laughs) it's interesting that Boris is like, I just don't think this is what Mia wants. Mm -hmm. So, you know, interesting. Um, Lily decides that they're going to run their presidential campaign on fear mongering. (laughs) I love that. She's proven successful. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and Mia's like, okay, well, I'm only going to run if you tell me if you and JP did it. Mia's, uh, Lily's like, fine, but I'll tell you after the election. So that's where their bargain is born. Mm-hmm. Um, Kenny and Mia start passing notes. Tina thinks Kenny's in love with Mia, but Kenny's actually just wanting to know if Michael will hire him <laughs> when he returns from Japan, uh, which is funny. What a fucking bold ass. <laughs> what an opportunist. Yeah, like, do you, I know you're only 16, but do you know if your boyfriend will hire me in a year and a half? Right. Um, like, but when, does I, make... when I'll be 18 with a high school diploma. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what? Yeah, what are you talking about? Or does, he, does he say, I think, does he say internship? 
or does he just whatever. say hi? It's something. It's, it's, it's something. Bold. I mean, like it's too bold. Too bold. <laughs> it's a bold. Yeah. Um, but he does say that if Michael is successful, he will be heralded as a medical savior. Oh yeah, certainly. Which is, I mean, true. This Very is like cool. a real thing too now. Like this is a real thing that people do now, and like their non-invasive surgeries are like happening. I remember a couple years ago there was a woman who got. Um, she someone needed kidney transplant so she was like donating a kidney to like her mom or whatever and they took her kidney out through her vagina oh my god what how i don't know i'm not a doctor (laughs) but i know that but it was non-invasive they just like went up in there and like like poked a tiny hole and sucked it out dude i don't know i'm not a doctor but i know for certain that they pulled it out through her vagina that is shocking i know right and it was fine and it worked and it was great and like she didn't have a scar and like you know the healing time was like that wow isn't that crazy yeah i mean i mean when you do open heart surgery like okay i guess like trigger warning if you're squeamish like they (laughs) literally saw your chest open yeah and then, it's traumatic <laughs> yeah it's like really awful I can't believe people don't always just die I know like, right? how do you survive that <laughs> but people do um yeah. but anyway being able to not saw someone's chest open and still accomplish the surgery huge feat oh yeah anyway JP the section wraps up with JP like asking Mia how she's doing and he reassures her like because Mia's like, when are you going to meet beautiful girls in Japan? And JP's like, he's probably already met plenty of beautiful girls at Columbia. And like, you guys are fine. And Mia's like, JP is so wonderful. Mm-hmm. And that's where we wrap up this section. Mm-hmm. JP is so sweet. He's so sweet. So sweet. So hmm. sweet. Um, there's a lot of I know. I don't want to. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> no spoilies, but. No spoilies. He is so sweet put a pin in fucking that yep. <laughs> um, do you have any stray thoughts uh i don't think so i'm very excited i feel like section two is where we really get into the meat of this which mm-hmm. um we Ooh. are lucky that we will be talking about it in just a few minutes yes and y'all will be unfortunately have to, <laughs> yeah y'all unfortunately have to wait a full week to hear what we have to say Sorry. but this is a really great um a really great buildup I think and I really mm-hmm. uh now that talking about it I really like I really like where we see where Lily's at right mm-hmm. now I think yes. that actually is even better for all the buildup and for what's gonna happen no mm-hmm. spoilies and great job Meg as per great usual great job, job Meg um but yeah that's all I had I just have I only have one funny line. Do you have any stray thoughts that you want to talk about before we get to lines? No, I and I read all my favorite lines. So oh, sick. Here we um, go. Yeah, I just thought it was funny. Like when she's talking about Rocky. Clearly, this has been a topic of discussion, and she has been told to shut the fuck up about it. Mia says, <laughs> "Apparently, this is normal for a tri- for a child of his age. Rocky is not suffering from any sort of retardation or social retardation." She is obsessed with the fact that he's like one and can't speak full sentences yet which isn't a thing which is no. not, I mean unless you're like a child genius which is yeah you, I mean it's fine if you're not <laughs> yeah that's okay <laughs> you're totally good <laughs> oh goodness um, um there's a noise there's something happening and it's do you hear that um <laughs> I love it. this Look is around. so scary <laughs> uh, no I believe it's our pop culture machine um oh I am Pop culture. Section. Oh my god. Uh, get it together. You hear that? That's my notes. Okay. 
page is turning. Your page is turning. Okay, so uh, we have, it's not a not a lot, a lot, uh, just because we had some, a lot of mentions of things that we'd already talked about before. Anyway, uh, Big Mouth Bass <laughs> is that singing bass. The that, singing fish that yes, you push which, the button. Yeah, Lily calls her Big Mouth Bass. And I realize now that could she have been talking about the fish and not the singing bass? Um, I sort of thought she was talking about the fish, but I love that we're assuming she's talking about the wall thought, art that sings. I really thought that's what I got from it. I thought she was talking about how big mouth bass, that's the singing so funny. fish. Uh, that Take was... me to the river. <laughs> Didn't thing. everybody know somebody who had that in their like basement? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, absolutely. But then maybe that's t- a southern thing though. Do maybe. other guys know about that? Is. If you don't let us know, we'll yeah. gladly share a video. That's really funny. Bit. I know, right? Yeah, absolutely. So they talk about the Happy Hooker, um, which is a book by Zavira Hollander. Probably. I don't know if I've said that correctly. I'm sure you did. Um, but anyway, it's a 1971 memoir as Chris Kardashian would say, Chris Jenner would say, um, that is basically- She does say that. Sorry. (laughs) My memoir. My memoir. Um, But it's actually, it sounds really cool. It sounds like actually really sex positive. It's about a sex worker who was just like, did had a memoir and then it turned into a couple movies and maybe a, I think a TV show as well. And they but talk yeah. about it because Lily brought it to school in the fifth grade and yes. read the sex parts out loud. <laughs> Which, like, of course, of course. I mean, that always happened. So that always happened at school. Somebody oh, yeah, absolutely. And, like, and I don't, yeah. read it. Yeah, I encourage it. I think that's Super great. funny. Um, they talk about Domino, that movie, that Keira Knightley movie that came out mm-hmm. in 2005, which I was obsessed with. She's like, my name is Domino I've Hobby. I'm a bounty hunter. A bounty hunter? <laughs> I was Australian. <laughs> okay, I was like, did my was mine Australian? My bad. Um, no, mine was. Okay, uh, but yeah, I loved that movie. It was not very good, but I loved it a lot. Electra came out in two thousand five. Jennifer Garner, I think, arguably better than Daredevil. Not difficult mm. to be though. Um, but <laughs> uh, and then uh, they're reading Franny and Zoe in um, class, and Franny and Zoe is, is a are two short stories that were each published in the New Yorker. Franny was released in 1955. Zoe was released in 1957, but they were released together in 1961 because they're, they're um, intertwined stories. Mm -hmm. Um, By, did I say by J.D. Salinger? No. Okay. Well, that's that's what it is. Um, (laughs) And people always think that I'm named after Franny and I'm always like, nope just a spinster aunt um <laughs> beloved spinster great aunt uh, <laughs> um gi jane came out in 1990 i was obsessed with this movie when i was like 14 i remember i, remember I don't know those. why i fucking I loved it i mean it's a great movie and doesn't she say suck my dick yeah and hindsight that <laughs> movie has like some violent assault like the scene yeah. at the end when they're doing like their fake hostage situation, uh-huh. I'm pretty sure he like violates her with a knife. Yeah. I'm not positive what movie. happens. It's awful. But Stephen yeah. Mortensen, Aragorn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I hate that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, she tells him, 
suck her dick yeah such a power move love that <laughs> um v for vendetta i feel like we've talked about v for vendetta but if we haven't it's a 2006 Briefly. movie um but it's you know fabulous uh flash dance came out in love. 1983 that's the movie where the girl like does a dance and like like pours pulls the water, water onto herself <laughs> very dramatic iconic um, yes iconic mm-hmm. michael crichton okay do you know who this is no okay he is the author of jurassic War, uh, park world oh whatever the novel right. not the sh- movie mm-hmm. maybe he got a writing credit i actually didn't look that up my bad but strangely not strangely whatever he died in 2007 oh which he must I think he obviously he must have died before this came out but the reason it's Lily talk she's like um I heard them saying they don't believe in global warming because of like that Michael Crittenden book blah 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 like Mm -hmm. he's an idiot so apparently he released a novel in 2004 called State of Fear that was um about a global or global terrorist who um or ecological terrorist who um are trying to say that like you know humans are ruining the earth blah 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 mm-hmm. which is like fact and he like states all this like apparently scientific research as like credit in the back and obviously we all know that climate change is real and right. that it's fake but uh, like the the large majority of the scientific community was like this is a work of fiction don't listen to him <laughs> basically um so then of course we have to talk about samantha math madison Matheson. yes so okay on page 56 hang on sorry let me turn to that so i can read i have it underlined and everything i was very excited about this okay yes. all right this is mia talking about why um it's stupid that michael's moving to japan the worst part is being a the worst part is being a princess isn't even something i did i mean it's not like i saved the president from being shot like samantha madison or found out found all these missing kids with my psychic powers like jessica mastranani mastriani mastriani okay or kept hundreds of tourists from drowning like 10 year old tilly smith when she was on that beach in thailand and realized a tsunami was coming because she'd been studying tsunamis in school and told those people to run. Um, so as we all know, All American Girl, what a fucking mm-hmm. great book. Love that right. book. Samantha Mathis- Madison, mm-hmm. love her. So that's the plot of, of All American Girl, which came out in 2002. The psychic chick finding people is the plot of 1-800-MISSING or the mm-hmm. 1-800 series. 1-800, which came where out in, are you? Yeah, and that which came out in 2006. And then Tilly Smith is a real person. She, I, a- I googled this too okay. to see which of these were real and which were Meg Cabot's nods to her other books. Right, because like interesting like, choice. Yeah, which I love, and I feel like Tilly Smith does really fit into the crowd that she was put into um, for like saving people from stuff like she obviously she's a real person mixed in with fictional characters but I really enjoyed that she put in I wonder if Tilly Smith was a fan of these books. I wonder I really want to find out because she's um she's like our age she's a couple years younger than us but she's an oh, adult wow. now obviously Interesting. that happened in 2004 when she was 10 um wow but yeah no I I really like that I love that Meg is including plots from other books in her Agreed. books and I it's love the so universe funny. Like the cat, 
the cat in the suitcase. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. But yeah, that's all I had. I saved the best for last with uh, the Meg, the Meg stuff. Well researched, as Thank always. Um, in terms of outdated social norms, they're really, really the only one I noted was about the boys don't like girls with short hair, mm-hmm. um, which is stupid. Yeah, I hate that. Also, maybe girls with short hair don't fucking like boys, so who yeah. cares? anyway no one cares what they think yeah um so biggest bully I had trouble with this I had a lot of trouble with this same I don't feel like there's a bully am I crazy I wrote Grammar, Lana Boris maybe dude yeah like honestly and I would only call Grammar a bully because she's being mean to the concierges concierge concierge the the hotel man <laughs> she's real nasty to him so yeah like, and lana is mean to mia about her haircut yeah and boris boris is just kind of harsh with mia so maybe maybe not boris i, I don't know maybe we just go with grammar because you shouldn't I, be yeah. rude to people ever. who are trying to help you exactly <laughs> well ever yeah <laughs> it was it was tough there wasn't a clear stand out I don't think yeah I don't think so either I'm yeah I was really drawing a blank on this one um same but yeah I guess I can grammar as always you're a bitch we already know this um but speaking of bullies Mm. we cannot talk about bullying without talking about the was beautiful thank you uh there's a couple there's a couple Mm-hmm. Um, at the part where Tina tells Mia that Lily touched it, <laughs> um, Mia says, I'm sorry, Tina. I know Boris is your boyfriend, but I am totally going to throw up now. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> um, there's something that literally made me laugh out loud when, after Mia's talked to Lily about Lily touching Boris's molten satin over a seal rod of desire. <laughs> She says, when Lily and I got back to the table, it was really hard for me to even look at Boris's face. Although it's actually semi-attractive now that he no longer wears a bionator and started seeing a dermatologist and got LASIK eye surgery and all that. (laughs) Still, all I can see when I look at him now is Lily's hand down his pants right there with his sweater. (laughs) (laughs) That is one of the funniest lines ever. (laughs) Yuck. (laughs) Super funny. And then the last one... I've got on page 71. This is not even that bad. This is when uh, Boris has been saying, like, Michael shouldn't expect you to wait around, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Mia looks over at JP. And then when I met his gaze, he smiled at me and rolled his eyes as if to say, listen to that crazy Russian violinist. Isn't he silly? <laughs> really not that bad. Yeah, that's like, yeah, that's to be expected from me at this point. Yes. Um, but that was it. The, this her hand in his pants right there with his sweater is like the funniest <laughs> that is really funny so, so funny. good um great job meg great job meg i mean you really Talk chose the right profession comedy, for sure <laughs> we're we're glad you're here okay loser and winner we have uh, the same ones i think okay. it's pretty obvious right right he is the loser yes i mean for, for a, a multitude of reasons, of reasons. <laughs> i mean like obviously it does stink that your boyfriend is telling you he's leaving for a year in yeah. four days, right? That's not That's ideal. Hard. We don't love it, but shit happens. So whatever. But she handled it so poorly. <laughs> indeed. Indeed she did. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then 
Yeah. I mean, she, yeah, she handled it poorly. She isn't sticking up for people at the hotel like she should when she normally probably would be yelling and crying mirror. She's not. And yeah. Sorry, Mia. Mm-mm. Thumbs down, Mia. A loser. Not a good section for you. Yeah. Flip side, winner. I feel like the clear choice is Michael. Absolutely. I mean, he has the opportunity of a lifetime. And entirely yeah. due to his own work. Yeah. You know, he's, well, I mean, I guess, you know, you could argue he definitely has white man privilege. He is oh, rich certainly. parents. He goes to Columbia. But I'm saying, like, yes. he invented something that he is being credited for and given the opportunity to, like, take off. Like, yeah, that's awesome. absolutely. No, I totally agree. You're, I think you've hit the nail on the head. Thank you. Uh, awesome. I'm, you. I'm glad we can agree, finally, <laughs> on something. Same. It's tough. <laughs> um, Whew. All right. Well, we are going to get out of here because we need to now shut down this one and talk about section two, which y'all yeah. will hear next week. Hop but... into a different Zoom room. <laughs> yeah, gotta hop into a different <laughs> Zoom room. Um, but before we do that, uh, let us know if you are a clarinetist. Clarinetist. If you yeah. are a slutty clarinetist, obviously we would like to know that. Um, if you will send us a recording to use. <laughs> for our music would love that. <laughs> would love that but we will we do not have any um monetary compensation to offer. No. no just no, no, no. social media cred and gratitude <laughs> um it, but you can gratitude. <laughs> yes uh but you can do this on a few different platforms we have facebook mm-hmm. the podcast diaries our instagram is the podcast diary one twitter is the podcast diary and you can send us a gmail you can send us an email at do gmail it um uh, the podcast diary at gmail.com and you can find all this info on um our website thepodcastdiaries.com it's a great website yeah it's pretty rad <laughs> <laughs> um next up guys buckle in oh my god friends. get ready buckle in uh it's it's a big it's a biggie we're gonna be reading the section wednesday september 8th pre-calc through the section Hold on. I have a band-aid on my finger, so it's hard to flip the page. <laughs> Thursday, September 9th, 11.30 p.m. The Loft. So we're going to stop at Thursday, September 9th, 11.45 p.m. The Loft. Because that makes sense. Whew, guys. <laughs> so, uh, oh, my goodness. All that's left to do is say thanks, guys. You and a royal you. goodbye to you. And to you. Bye.